for words a podcast about grief and loss my name is aspen drake i am your host and i'm so happy to have you here today thank you for listening to anyone who's new who might have heard me on tony overbay's podcast thank you for joining i hope it lives up to your expectations and if it doesn't even better because then that means there's room to improve for the rest of you who are listening i had a super awesome, great, wonderful opportunity recently to be featured in one of my friend's podcasts. I say friend dauntingly like that because I don't know if dauntingly is the right word, but I'm going with it because I'm tired of editing these. Anyways, that was just a look behind the curtain. Um, But yeah, my friend, but also I just super admire him. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist and he runs a super wonderful, informative, fun enlightening podcast called The Virtual Couch. It's basically all things therapy, mindfulness, uh, you name it, he's got it. There's an episode that would be relevant to anyone, so please look up The Virtual Couch on iTunes or SoundCloud. I guarantee you'll find something you love. And that includes a feature of me that he just did this past week, and I was so excited and honored to be a part of that. And yeah, so that's what's been going on in my life. Not an excuse for this late upload, but that's okay. I did go to Disneyland, so that was fun. That was a fun time. I could say that was why I haven't posted in a while, so we'll go with that. Anyone can forgive a Disneyland trip. So today, I wanted to discuss two main topics. The first is a book that I've recently purchased and I'm excited to share with you guys. And the second is actually an event that I attended and I thought I would tell you guys about So I guess I'll tell you guys the book firstly, firstly, here we go. Um, This is a book that I found while just browsing on Amazon because as a millennial, I do most, if not all of my shopping online. And this book is called Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died. So basically that title caught me because yeah, relatable. There's a lot of things I wish I knew before my mom died. Maybe I can gain some knowledge from this. But secondly, the cover uh, got me. It's very colorful. It looks like it's some watercolor stuff going on. So for anyone who says don't judge a book by its cover, that's kind of incorrect because I've seen a lot of covers of grief books that look very dreary or overly religious or just not very appealing and it's kind of a turnoff. But this was something that I was like, this looks fun. I could get into this. And cracking into the book, I was correct because the first chapter is titled, We've Been Duped. Everyone Dies with an exclamation point. And that is when I knew I made the right choice because I love that kind of lighthearted approach to these topics. And it's fun and engaging. And so I read the first chapter. And I guess I'll just give you guys kind of a little... Uh, review. If this turns out to be popular, I can keep updating you guys on my thoughts on this book and other books that I come across, but I really liked some of the things that this book had to say, so I thought I would share it with you guys. So basically, the first chapter is a basic intro, you know, looking back on her childhood, looking back on how her mom passed away, and kind of her general epitaph towards grief and kind of the tone that she's going to be taking uh, 
going through the rest of this book. Um, the author's name is Ty Alexander. I did not specify that earlier. And I guess she was a blogger before she ended up posting, I mean, publishing this book. So good for her. She did write about how it was a challenge to write a book. She didn't think she'd make it, but she did. So that's a message to me. I can keep making podcast episodes if Ty can publish a book. We are in this together. Um, The first thing that really caught my eye was a quote that I thought I would share with you guys. She kind of talked about how grief and loss is something that everybody is inevitably going to experience, but it's something that people try so hard to avoid, and they're scared of it, and they think it's going to be painful. Um, And she said maybe a solution to a painful grieving is, if we all shamelessly loved each other, then death would be an easier pill to swallow. If we loved without regret, without guilt, without judgment, you know, shamelessly, then death would just be the price we paid for a love so grand. I really like that. Um, I know we watch like movies and TV shows and there's always that character who's like standoffish and like kind of cranky or doesn't really like attach to people. And then you find out they're misunderstood and they don't want to build bonds with other people because they're afraid that it will hurt too much when like those people leave them or whatever and like honestly as you can tell from this quote and how I pretty much live my life that is bs because you spend your time alive avoiding good relationships and experiences that you could be having and then once those relationships and experiences are gone you can spend time regretting not having built those um and then on a more literal sense a lot of grief is actually spent in guilt or regret or saying would have, could have, should have. Um, I talk about this in some of our previous episodes and on my episode with Tony, there's a guilt phase that a lot of people experience in grief. And just if there's something that we can do now in our relationships with anyone in our lives to help us avoid any sort of future grief, like why not do that? So I just really enjoyed the kind of like take life by the horns, shameless, emotion, shameless love. I mean, to a point. I mean, let's not get too crazy here, people. But, you know, letting ourselves feel things every once in a while. I think people get caught up and we don't think about stuff like this. So that was a nice reminder. She closes the first chapter by mentioning that grief and her experience with grief has taught her to live with intention. And that intention is something that needs to be continuously practiced. It's not like you're going to spend one day thinking about your life or meditating and everything just comes together. It's more like, you know, a continual practice of finding purpose, um, finding happiness. She talks about that just because she realizes that her mom is gone and she's trying to move forward with intent doesn't mean she's trying to live a happy life without her mom. She's processing her grief so that she can live her life every day, constantly figuring out how she can implement her mom and her mom's influence in her day-to-day life, and how she can still feel her mom's love with her even as she is moving forward with her own life. And I really liked that. And she closes by saying, I don't know if that's the right way or wrong way, but that's how we deal with death. And that basically should be the catchphrase of this whole entire podcast, because I sit here in my chair telling you about grief and whatnot, and I feel like every time I say something that sounds like it would be a definitive statement, I pretty much say, but I decay, lol, it's different for everyone, haha, which I mean, I know is a cop-out, I know I'm saying that so people can't call me out on iTunes and be like, hey, you think you know everything about grief, but it's true, I mean, 
we've talked a million times about how everyone has different experiences with grief. And obviously Ty Alexander concurs and she phrases it in a lovely way in her book, The Things I Wish I Knew Before My Mom Died. I will probably bring more updates about this book into this podcast, so be wary. If you want to look into reading it yourself, I super recommend it. It's fun so far. And now I guess I'll tell you guys all about my personal experience with grief these past few weeks. Um, I actually went to a event in my area which was surprising and exciting to me because I live in an area that's very interesting. I live in the foothills of Northern California, and I've found that half of the community that I live in is a retirement community. Lots of old people, um, lots of old families who have lived here for a long time. So when I heard that we were hosting a death cafe in my area, I was very excited. I went to it. I was the youngest person there, which was not a surprise to me, but it was fun. It was interesting. It was hosted by a licensed uh, professional. I think she worked in hospice for a while, and she studied uh, psychology, I think. Um, And basically, the point of a death cafe is just to discuss death. It's not a grief group. It's not a counseling group. It's just to discuss the concept of death and dying from wherever you are in that process, whether or not you've experienced the death of a loved one or someone close to you, or whether you're someone's caregiver, or whether you feel close to death yourself, or whether you're young and healthy and the concept of death is just something that's terrifying to you and you've never really been able to discuss it in a public group. Like, that's what these death cafes are for. And death cafes are an international thing. If you look them up online, there is an official website for it. It is kind of archaic, but it gets the job done. And this website will show you that there are states and cities and countries all over the place that host occasional or regular death cafes. It's basically just groups of volunteers getting together and saying, hey, let's get people together and let's talk about death which is kind of odd and eccentric sounding, but that's why I liked it. So I show up and it was pretty much just as eccentric as it sounds. You know, there are some people who have worked in the medical field and they brought their opinions or who have worked in hospice. And then there are some people who talked about how they have communicated with the dead before and they have kind of a hand on mediumship and wanted to talk about that. And then there are some people who were like, I fear death every single day, and I don't want to die, and death is just this endless blackness. And it was just so interesting to come in this place where people were just so candidly talking about death and their feelings and their opinions and their experiences with death, because what other place does this happen? This is not something that happens often. So it's such an interesting and unique group, Um, and it's happening again next month. It's not something that you pay to attend It's not something you sign up for. So I feel like every group and every month is going to be a total different conversation, a total different experience. But some of the interesting things that I drew from that conversation was just the general consensus that death and dying and grief and all of these things are not addressed uh, ever, really. I mean, they talked about how people are afraid to talk about death. They talk about how people are afraid of death. They talked about how maybe religion played into this. They talked about how maybe um, it was this something in American culture because when people have lived in other countries, they didn't experience this. There were all kinds of opinions going around. One of the women who spoke, she said she was 60 and she had never experienced the 
personal, the death of like a loved one or a friend close to them until this year. And that kind of like baffled me because I was like, wow, that's kind of how you imagine your life going when you're young. You picture, you know, growing up, uh, having your parents grow old, you know, getting married, having your own kids, and then your parents kind of passing away from old age. And you don't really think about, you know, experiencing death at a personal level until kind of you get up there. But unfortunately, that's not the case for a lot of people. There's sibling death, parental death, there's grandparents, there's miscarriages, all these things that were discussed um, in a raw way in this group. And I don't want to take anyone's experiences and like put them out there without their permission. So I'm not going to talk about anything specific, but um, I super encourage people to look up death cafes online, see if there's any going on in your area. If you feel like you don't really have a personal thing to share about grief, go anyways. There was people who sat in and didn't speak at all. And there's people who really got in there and really shared everything they had to share. So it was fun. Something I didn't mention that just came to me was that people discussed the technical aspects of death, such as, do you want to pass away in a hospital? How are you writing your will? When are you going to write it? Who's going to help you do that? Uh, what are your wishes if you're not a, like conscious or reachable at the time of your passing? You know, What do you want people to take over for you? Who do you want to be responsible for what? And that's something that obviously I don't sit around and think about, but it's something that has groups and forums and paperwork and the hospitals are involved and all kinds of things are involved and stuff like that. So it's just so much to consider that we don't spend time thinking about. It's crazy. The woman who was hosting the group basically opened the discussion by saying death is as natural a part of life as being born, you know? Being born is one inevitable part of the life process and dying is one inevitable part of the life process but we tend to celebrate and talk about one of those processes way more than the other which is interesting um so just some food for thought speaking of public groups that kind of offer this kind of outlet or community there is a group that i've been trying to gain a, be a part of for a while now and it's called the dinner party organization they are a nonprofit, and it's a wonderful community of volunteers and people participating it's for mostly 20 to 30 somethings it says these people have experienced significant loss and they connect around potluck dinner parties to talk about it so what they do is they train volunteers to host dinner parties annually or semi-annually or monthly or weekly or however much time they think they have. And people in the area who have experienced significant loss can sign up to attend these potlucks. And it's just friends and strangers getting together and talking about loss from just a safe, candid place. And it's kind of casual and you get yummy food. And I was like, this is awesome. So, I mean, I emailed the group. Obviously, where I live is a little rural, so there's not as much of a demand of a group in my area. So I don't have one to attend. But I did email them and let them know if demand ever gets higher, I would be happy to host one of those. So if you want to look up the dinnerparty.org and look into where these are happening in cities near you, please do, because it sounds very cool, very fun, very interesting. And it's just nice to know that groups like this are available. Things, conversations like this are happening around the world. It's accessible. Um, 
Obviously, there's also bereavement groups that are held by local groups, whether it's hospice or others, that's accessible to the public. And obviously, I've had experience with those groups, and I've shared those experiences before, and I shared it in my episode with Tony on the virtual couch. And I'm sure I will talk more about it later, but I just, sometimes I lose track of what information I pepper in throughout my episodes, and I don't want to bore you guys to death. But I do want to thank you guys for listening. I know it was kind of a short episode today, but between sharing my newest episode with Tony and just having life stuff, I thought I'd just check in with you guys and pepper in a little bit of information. That's the second time I've used the phrase pepper in, so obviously need to get to the source. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you could rate and review on iTunes that really gives weight to you know traffic on iTunes and so I would be super grateful if you could do that that would be great I can also be found on SoundCloud if you guys want to check out my more personal posts about the podcast or about my mom or what's going on in my life you can look up my Instagram which is please be more pacific I know that was kind of a personal plug but there you go that just shows how vulnerable I'm willing to be with my audience if you have any questions or want to be featured on lost for words you can email lostpod at gmail.com or you can contact me over another form of social media such as twitter i do have a twitter page i am getting better at following people and posting things on twitter i'm figuring it out slowly but surely and just in the uh, wake of a lot of things that are happening just internationally and in the united states right now and just politically and tragically i'm in a lot of different venues I just want to remind everyone that grief is a normal part of being a human and there are sources out there to reach out for for help there's people out there who understand what you're going through there's people who you can talk to message with call etc if you need somewhere to talk or to listen or to find that comfort grief is a hard and necessary and beautiful part of life and it's a drive it's a drive for good there are lots of people who have been going through these recent tragic experiences especially in the united states who have been using their experience and their voices for good and for change and i've been following that and it's really inspired me and i hope that maybe you guys can find some comfort and inspiration through that as well and i guess last but not least My good friend from college, Malia, I think will be on our next episode and she will talk about how the passing of her father and how she kind of used that grief in a lot. She was still in school at the time, so she implemented that into some of her projects and some of her artwork and some of the things she did while she was at school. And I'm excited to talk about that. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have that on the pod next week. So thank you once again for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for rating and following and liking and anything you guys do to contribute to this community. Uh, It's wonderful. Oh, and there is a Facebook page. So just one more place that you can be inundated with updates as if you didn't have enough already. And that is my closing statement. Thank you guys so much and have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.